Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. We are very excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest joining us today. We're excited to hear all about her maple syrup-ing adventures. Yes, it kind of makes me wish that I had trees around me that I could make my own maple syrup. It probably won't be as good, but makes me want to do it. Makes you want to give it the old college try. (laughs) It'll bucket up to the tree. Anyway, so we have tonight we have Danielle (laughs) with us. And, and, (laughs) all right, you go, I'm done. And if you're not following Danielle, stop what you're doing right now. Give her a follow on Instagram. She is at the handle NRS period maple period farm girl. And she is a hoot. She will teach you everything you need to know about maple syrup and life in general. And she's just the best. So Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. We are excited to pick your you brain a little bit. Us later, yeah. But... <laughs> so buckle up. Uh, so Becca is sounding a little bit mannish <laughs> today. She's fighting off a cold, hopefully, not the COVID, right? Don't say that. Not kind of I can still taste. I can still taste and smell. I am fine. <laughs> right. So if she just suddenly disappears, she's having a cough attack or something. So please don't mind Becca. Much. That's what the <laughs> that's what the mute button is for. I'll try not to die on uh on the audio. Uh anyway, so should I feel we, like uh, should we jump into highs and lows? Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about with Danielle. So let's do this. What was your high for the week, Becca? my high kind of today I think it's the first day that I feel better I mean I don't sound better but I feel better and the sun was shining I almost blew away but that was those minor details um Sophia's at a sleepover tonight and so it was just Joe and I this afternoon and I kind of got the house cleaned up I got some of her toys like thrown away that she probably would have yelled at me for but Joe's not gonna tattle on me hopefully so I filled a couple garbage bags and uh, see what she says when she gets back, I guess. Good. Did you guys hear my stomach growl just then? Just <laughs> Sorry. Did you not eat dinner? I did. I ate two hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so little fetus is acting up tonight. <laughs> So now when Amber disappears, there's, (laughs) (laughs) all right, all right, all right. Danielle, do you have a high for the week you'd like to share? Uh, I do. Actually, my son is going to start preschool next week and he had his, he got invited to their St. Patty's Day party and it was like the best day of his life. And it was so cute. He had so much fun, you know, trying to capture a leprechaun and all the fun preschool stuff they do. So That was probably my high, bittersweet moment for sure. Is he excited to start? He's so, he's so social and ready for school. 
he's just every day he's like am I going to school today am I going to school today I'm like nobody sorry you're stuck with me Cute. That's how Sophia was. Like she's she just loves school. She only goes twice a week, but next year she goes four days. And she gets to ride the bus and like that's what she's most excited for. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Um, let's see. I think <laughs> today was also my high. Today is Bear's birthday. So I told Becca that. She's very lucky. I'm missing my child's birthday party to be here and hang out with you guys. <laughs> and <laughs> that was a nice shot. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> and tonight I hunkered down. And I started watching Keeping Up with Kardashians because the new, the final season started tonight. And I just got so invested in it. And Dan was like, don't you have to go? Aren't you recording tonight? Like 20 minutes into it. And I was a little late getting the meeting started tonight. So that's my bad. Kardashians are a priority around here. Oops. No shame. How about a, do you have a low for the week, Danielle? Um, besides the weather, because I feel like that's always my low lately. Um, I, so I had to learn how to drive a truck with a dump trailer on it. And by learn, I mean, I haven't because we found today a little uh, dent in our bumper of our new truck, (laughs) but taste was very nice about it. I was like, I told you, I didn't really know how to back that thing up. Like, so it's kind of your fault for, (laughs) yeah. Like I'm totally going to pass that blame. (laughs) But still, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. He equated it to backing up a manure spreader, but you have a lot more like visibility in a tractor than you do mm-hmm. a pickup. So I just don't do as well in the pickup. <laughs> Maybe you just need to get a new pickup that has like those, um, trailer cameras on it. Have you seen those? Yes. yes. Those are awesome. Maybe you need to make a push for one of those. I know. Find room in the I budget just, somewhere. I mean, we just, we kind of just got this one, but oh. I'll push for another one. <laughs> Worth it. Becca how about you other than I'm back I feel like every time I talk I have to I am not used to talking I have to cough every time I cough every time I talk that's my low I got sick man I I hate it and then when you're pregnant you can't take anything Mm -hmm. so yeah I get migraines when the weather swings so bad so Monday when it was like 60 degrees over the weekend and then like 30 something on Monday to Sunday night going into Monday was rough. So I woke up with a migraine and was kind of chilling all day with that, but we're good now. Welcome to spring in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm sure that's why I got sick because it was like so nice out Saturday Mm -hmm. and then Sunday wasn't great here, but by Monday it was snowing and disgusting. Did you guys get a lot of snow? Um, we got probably four inches, maybe. Is it still hanging around? Or no, did it melt a right lot away? of it. Well, it rained a lot yesterday. Well, not a lot, but a lot of it left yesterday. Today was in the 40s, but it was super windy, but most of it melted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like um, Ricola should be sponsoring this episode for you. Ricola. 
I was just trying to think, like, I don't even have any, I don't even think you can really take, like, cough drops. I don't know, yeah. can you? Or a popsicle. That's kind of the same oh, thing, right? Maybe. I could have a freezy. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something that I can just, like, or this is going to sound dirty, but suck on so that my throat <laughs> stops making me cough. Or do you have honey? No, I hate honey. <sighs> That was a silly question. You shouldn't have asked. I know. That. I should have known. <laughs> um, how about a goal? Do you have a goal for the week, Danielle? Um, yeah, I think I want to try to get some buckets hung with the kids. Um, we haven't done buckets in a long time, and Cash is finally to the point where he knows what's going on. So I thought it'd be fun for us to do some Fun. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Becca, do you have a goal for the week? Um, <laughs> well, we're always we prepared for this question. <laughs> we purchased a uh, playground for the kids. Ooh. Um, I, it's probably not going to get done, but that'll be my goal is putting it together. But I know that's going to be like an all day project. We are in the market for looking for a new vehicle. So I have a, um, I have a pickup truck and Dan thinks that's going to be too small for a child. Get an F-150. We're not a Ford family. Get a Dodge. We are a GMC family. <clears throat> Do they not have big back seats? Uh, I mean, like, it's fine. It's just... Uh, it's a crew cab, I guess. So it's a four door, Oh, but it's just, oops, it's just shorter. So I so mean, you need an extended cab. Yeah. So we're going to be taking a look at smaller SUVs, I think this weekend. So I think that's going to be my goal is to brace myself for impact on, <laughs> on that. So enjoy it. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, we've got that new stimulus check coming our way. <laughs> anyway, oh. yes, make it rain. <laughs> okay, Danielle. I don't know if we got ours yet. We didn't either. I'm just. I'll best Joy. It all it goes to Joey's account for whatever reason. So it goes into my account too, and sometimes I just <laughs> don't tell Dan, and I'm like, oh wow, where did this come from? We never got it. I, That's weird. Damn it, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the nitty gritty because this episode's going to be like 18 hours long by the time we're done with it. So, Danielle, I guess you just want to like give us a little intro to your life and what you do. <laughs> um, so I have no background in ag. Um, I met Chase. I was just finishing up grad school and I had high hopes of becoming a school counselor. Um, but three years into our relationship, I ended up moving to the farm. Then um, at that point, he was managing his family's dairy farm, small dairy, just 70, 70 cows. Um, and he would be fourth generation to take over, but he had started the maple syrup business um, just out of college. So like 09. Um, we ended up buying a farm in 14 and 
I've been working here the whole time. I my main gig was like running the maple syrup at first when I came in, but um, I also worked the dairy. We ended up selling the cows in 2018 and going all in with the maple. And then, um, unfortunately, most of our land is tillable acreage because dairy farming. So we added uh, like a few thick pumpkin patch and some cut flowers and decay. So where exactly, not exactly, but where are you located at? So we're in a very tiny town um, on the northern foothills of the Catskill Mountains. So we're like three and a half hours north of New York City. So pretty close to the city, um, relatively speaking, but uh, very rural. Our town has a population of 1,300. That's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. So how did you guys decide um, to start the mapling, the mapling, how did you, like, did, is that something that your husband kind of knew how to do beforehand or did he learn it from somebody who's like, oh, I can do this? Yeah, he's um, generational, but it, it kind of bounces around. Um, his grandfather ended up starting a relatively large sap house in, in our town, which is still running. Chase's aunt um, runs that place. And um, so Chase grew up with it. Um, his dad always, you know, harvested sap um, for their for his grandfather and then I don't know Chase just always loved it he is very um he's just very driven he has a really great work ethic at that point he was like selling a lot of firewood he's like oh I'm cutting all this wood why don't I just boil sap so he ended up purchasing like all this junky secondhand equipment and I think he said in his first season he made like 500 gallons something ridiculous um, you know, it was a hobby, but it, at that point, you're already pretty, you're pretty substantial making 500 gallons of syrup. So it's just something that he always loved, but he wanted to branch out and form his own business. So I know like ranchers don't like talking about how many heads of cattle they have. Are you allowed to say like roughly how many gallons of syrup you're making now compared to when you started? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't have a problem with saying that. Last year we made, um, and we're working on improving, but last year we made 4,300 gallons of syrup. So um, it's enough to uh, make a living on. And then um, we also sell maple equipment as well. So that's really helped too. But we were bound and determined to stay in ag when we sold the dairy herds. So we've been able to do that. That's awesome. To make that many gallons um like how many tree taps does that take so we have last year i think we were around 7500 taps and then we bought in probably another 4000 um so guys that tap locally they brought in that amount but um your goal as a producer should be to make a half gallon of syrup per tap like that's most people's goal um, we have friends that surpass that goal. They do really awesome. They're just kind of above and beyond, and we're trying to learn from them. Um, these darn Vermonters, <laughs> uh, they just know what they're doing. They're just, you know, they've been at it much longer than New York has. So um, so how long is, like, your season? When Do you take the taps out at the end of the year and then put them back in? So, like, when when is that whole time frame? 
Yeah, so we generally start tapping in January. Um, we tap when the weather is below freezing. It just gives you better tap hole longevity. It makes a cleaner tap hole. Um, and then we typically are boiling by mid-February. That did not happen this year. It's been an unusually cold winter here and we've had a lot of snow. Um, so you're all tapped in by February and then we're usually pulling taps by the end of April. So yeah, you go around and pull every single time. So is there a point that like, obviously the sap stops coming out that you pull them? Yep. Okay. Um, like, does it get too warm? Yeah, once the weather warms up, um, the buds start coming on the trees and it really alters the flavor of your syrup. It makes what we call buddy syrup. It just has a very distinct flavor to it. Um, the sap just boils very quickly because the weather's warm. So once we, once you've had a solid warm up where the nights are no longer freezing, um, you, you're ready to pull taps. I, sorry, I wanted to go back to the, to the taps um, because you said like some people get more than, you know, more than, uh, what was it, the half a gallon per tree. Um, so like when you're doing the tap, is it the placement of the tap that matters most or is it the tree itself? Or like, how do like, how do you know what is going to produce a lot? It, it depends on a lot of factors. Um, a lot of these people that we know and our, ourselves as well, we're using high vacuum systems. So fact, I know you're, you know, obviously in the dairy industry, it would be like the same as using the vacuum in your milking parlor. So instead of pulling milk from the cow, we're pulling it from the tree tap to a bolt tank at the woods. Um, so just having your vacuum systems like super tight, the grade on your lines have got to be really good. You don't want any kind of sags or dips where you'll have sap freezing. That'll stop your um, sap flow from yielding the way it should. Um, yes, your tap hole placement is important. You want to be keeping away from old taps. You don't want to be hammering your taps in too hard. Um, you can crack them and they can leak vacuum. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of different things. Um, trees as well. You know, there's some woods that we have that are older that have gotten hit by invasive species and they just don't perform like they used to. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of. So once you make a tap hole, is that right? <laughs> um, well, yeah. You, you can't use it again. Do you just kind of, do you like plug it with anything or do you just leave a hole in there and then just not come back to it? Yeah, you um, pull it, you leave the hole, and maple trees are self-healing, so over the years, it'll just heal up, and uh, you'll always be able to see where that hole kind of was. I probably should put up, like, some pictures of old tap holes, because they you literally, like, some of the ones that you can see in our woods, it's just missing, like, some bark on it, but they've been tapped so long. Um, most of our trees have been tapped for decades. So there's no issues with them, uh, and these are all wild trees. You know, we're not going around planting pots of trees, but we're responsibly maintaining these forests to keep growing, you know, healthy maple trees. So like how old does a tree have to be before it starts producing enough um, stuff? <laughs> um, before you're like, oh, this is a good tree. <laughs> usually about 40 years old is the growing age, so. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I feel like Becca. Sorry, I'm some. just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to the 
the stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> um, okay, one more question about tapping trees. How far into the tree does like the tap go? The actual um, drill hole is like, some people are at two inches, some are at more of an inch and a half. Um, but the actual tap, man, it, it only goes in, I don't even know if it goes in a full inch, maybe an inch. You know, the tap itself is only maybe two inches long. Um, and you, you basically have a sound that you're waiting to hear. You'll hear tap, tap, and then kind of like a thunk. And then, you know, to stop hitting it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're not in there that far. Right. So then that probably makes it like easier on the tree, obviously, because you're not like drilling into the center mm -hmm. of it. Yes. And a lot has changed over the years. You know, when, um, you bucket spiles, the diameter of that spile is a lot thicker than what we're currently using. And I think that'll just allow for the tree to, you know, have a little less trauma and heal faster. So can you taste a difference in people's syrup? Like, does your syrup have like a distinct taste to you? And you can tell like, oh, this one's from Vermont or like, this one's from Wisconsin. Like, can you tell a difference? I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, you know, we're firm believers that not all syrup is created equal. Um, and that depends on many factors, like with our setup, which is what I can speak to the most is um, we try to boil our sap like as soon as it comes in. We don't let it sit for days because um, all of that can alter the taste of your syrup. Um, there's also some steps you take once the sap gets back to the sap house. So when it's coming out of the tree, it's at, let's just say around 2% sugar. So sap is mostly water. The rest of it is water. Um, when we bring it back to our sap house, we run it through the reverse osmosis machine, which is basically a large water filter. Um, except for, you know, when you filter with a Brita filter, you're, in fil you're filtering like your impurities from your, you know, water that you want to drink we're filtering concentrate sap that has higher sugar from permeate, which is the water coming off that sap. So once it comes out of the RO, it's gonna be at like, for us, 17% sugar. That helps us boil a lot less on the evaporator. So that saves us some fuel costs. So there's, you can take your reverse osmosis machine to 5% and there's some producers that are taking it to 30. So what happens is the higher you take it, the less you'd be cooking it. So that can alter your flavor a little bit too. I feel like this is almost kind of like cheese in Wisconsin. Like there's so many, you know, you're making one thing, but there's so many different ways to make it. And everyone mm -hmm. kind of puts their own twists on it and like has, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, while we're talking about the reverse osmosis, we had a question. Um, someone wants to know how long you guys are like the industry has been using reverse osmosis to make syrup. I'm not certain on the industry as a whole. Um, I know that Chase's grandfather was using one back in the nineties at least. Um, and I know we've been using one since we started. So over a decade, so they're, we've been using them right along. Very cool. Can you drink sap just straight from, have you tried it straight from the tree? Is it disgusting? Is it good? I have. Yeah, I don't like the taste of it. <laughs> um, it every like most people will tell you like it's got like a little bit of a sweet flavor to it, but to me it kind of tastes like plasticky. I don't know. I just it's it. I they make um, 
So sap is a raw product, a raw natural product. So it'll spoil over time, but now they've created, the industry has tried to do all these sap drinks where they run it through a UV filter and it's supposed to be like a natural, healthy water. I cannot, I mean, I love maple syrup. Don't get me wrong, but I cannot drink the sap water. It's just not good to me. I think they're supposed to be coming out with flavors. I might be on board for that, but the plain old sap drink, no thanks. Hard pass. It just doesn't sound appealing. No. Like, but like, you know how people. I guess it's like coconut water, water, though. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what they were kind of trying to jump on. And um, yeah, not, not a fan. I mean, are there any um, health benefits to it that would. They say it has antioxidants in it, but um, I don't know how, like, is it substantial enough that like you should be drinking it? I don't really know, but it doesn't taste great enough. If you, everyone should try it once, but so, that's all I got. Is it cold when it comes yeah, out? You drink, it, you drink. Yeah, it does come out very cold. Yep. And even, um, after it passes through like the reverse osmosis, your permeate is like really cold. Like it all. Yeah. Cool. Mm, I guess if I ever see it in the store, I'll, I'll buy some, but <laughs> um, Just don't buy a case. Uh, of it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I need a single serving. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my questions that I got from someone who I, I, I wrote back to him, I was like, this sounds disgusting, but I guess I'll ask it. <laughs> He's like, when, when you're thirsty, do you ever just drink the sap? <laughs> So if you were just, if you were parched and you didn't have water, would you take a drink of sap? No. Would you eat snow before? If you were stranded in the woods and you needed something to drink, would you drink the sap? (laughs) All right, noted. Um, One of my questions was, what is your favorite part about having a maple syrup operation? Let me think. Um, I think that probably one of my favorite parts is just working out in the woods um, and creating something that you know is like going home to families and being served, you know, at for breakfast and at gatherings. And um, yeah, we you're your own boss, uh, like in any aspect of ag, but Mother Nature very much rules the roost. But it's just nice to be your own boss. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be really peaceful out in the woods too. Like when you're checking lines and stuff, it is so peaceful. And by then you're like the weather's, you know, sometimes you have horrible days where you've got a leak check, but for the most part, you know, you're starting to really get those good runs when the weather's like 50 and pretty sunny. And it's like gratifying when you get back down to that tank and you see your vacuum levels have increased, but yeah, walking through the woods and just kind of not being around anybody and everything's just growing and getting green. It's just, it puts you in a great mood. Do your kids come out and help you yet? Like, are they interested or do you kind of leave them at home? Well, Cora is 16 months, so she doesn't care about anything but eating pancakes <laughs> for up. Um, Cash is just to the point where, you know, the, the one thing about working in the woods is it, it is hard to bring the kids, um, most of our woods are not accessible by like an ATV or UTV. Um, So you're like hiking up 
steep hills, dangerous like rock ledges. So we don't really like take cash much out into the woods, but he has really loved being in the sap house this year, like loves, loves it. It's hard to get him out of there once he's in there. And it's also hard to get that jar of syrup away from his face. <laughs> we have to sit, we sample every batch that we make. So we have like a little, you know, jar that we pour into and we taste it. And he, you always catch him like with that jar up in the air, chugging syrup. Cute. <laughs> He's like a buddy elf. the elf. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so if you can't get ATVs and stuff back there, how do you get your buckets and stuff out? Well, we actually, um, Chase and I moved away from buckets. So all of our all of our current taps are all on um, high vacuum tubing systems. So we have a series of, you know, two inch lines, which are your main lines um, that run through your woods. And then you have ladder lines, which like they branch off through your maple woods and they wrap around your actual trees that you're tapping. And um, the tap runs into those laterals and then the lateral goes into the main line. So um, buckets we got away from, I guess about three years ago, it was just getting really labor intensive mm-hmm. and we were trying to really grow our operation. Um, it just wasn't fitting for us anymore to have buckets, but I definitely, you know, as cash gets older and Cora does too, um, we'll definitely start hanging buckets again. Cause sometimes, you know, in the maple woods, your trees just don't grow like a maple does on the side of the road or out in a pasture. They just don't get those big trunks with a lot of branches on them, um, which is where you get like super sweet sap from. So um, I'll definitely be having the kids have a bucket run once they're interested in it. So when you run the lines, do you, do I mean, do you have like a lot of deer by you? Do you have to put it above them so they aren't like tripping on it or ruining them? Deer actually don't do a lot of damage because we're, we're hanging maybe on the lateral lines, they might, we have more damage from trees falling. Um, and then the squirrel shoes, squirrels are a nightmare in the sap woods. But as far as like our big main lines and stuff, they're all hung with like high tensile wire and it'd be really hard to get those suckers down. Oh, okay. Um, the deer will sometimes gnaw on lines. Like you can tell where they've just been playing around or whatever, but squirrels are the worst. They're we fix hundreds of squirrel leaks a season. So do you have to replace a whole line or can you just kind of patch it or tape it or anything? Yeah, we, I mean, some people do tape it. Uh, we don't, we, we will, we have a special tubing tool um, that we hook onto the lines and then you can just snip out that piece and put in a fitting and it's good as new. It takes seconds. The hardest part is finding the leak usually. Wow. So is it just you and your husband that are out here doing this or do you have other help? Um, it's mostly the two of us. We have a guy that comes, um, that actually used to work for Chase's granddad and, um, he comes when he's not making his own syrup, he'll come help us out a little bit. And then, uh, Chase's dad will haul a little bit of sap for us. Um, our tanker truck requires a CDL, which neither one of us have. So um, he hauls with that while I haul with the pickup. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's mostly the two of us. Sometimes we'll get some friends that offer to help tap. Um, but Chase isn't very trusting of people tapping because it's just, he's very methodical <laughs> when it comes to stuff. But that's good though. It is. It really is. That's how you're going to get the most sap and that's how you're going to take care of your trees better. So mm-hmm. 
Wow. I learned a lot. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So when you're in the, the sap house, how long is the syrup making process? Like how long does it take from tree to bottle? Um, for us, let's see, we usually run our reverse osmosis once we, we have to have enough sap, um, at the sap house to make a boil worthwhile. Um, so once we have enough sap at the sap house, we'll run the reverse osmosis, which sometimes takes a couple hours. And then, um, what we'll do is that concentrate. So that high sugar sap will be fed into the back pan. Our back, our evaporator is um, five feet by 14 feet long, and it's on a huge oil burner. So, um, we used to fire with wood that was just taking too long for us. Um, so what happens is the sap is fed into the back pan and as it heats up, it starts moving through channels in the sap pans until it comes to the front pans. And eventually, um, it gets warm enough to be drawn off as syrup. So, this year we upgraded, we made quite a few um, technology upgrades to our um, operation this year. And one of the ones that we love is called auto draw. So it's a digital thermometer that's right on our valve where we draw off syrup. And when it gets to syrup, it will open the valve automatically and your syrup just comes out of this pipe at the end of your um, pan. So that's been very convenient because when we were wood fired last year, We had to fire it every six minutes with wood. Um, We didn't have auto draw. So someone had to run the valve and watch your thermometer. And if you mess that up, your syrup's either too um, thick or it's not thick enough. And then you had to run the reverse osmosis. You had to run a filter press and you had to can barrels. So when I would put the kids to bed, I'd go out to the sap house till like 12 o'clock at night with Chase to try to just help him so he wasn't running around like a mad person. So having those upgrades from oil fired and then the auto draw have been huge um, for us this year. We've cut down our boiling time from like probably in half at least. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's insane. Awesome. Especially yeah. trying to do that by himself. Holy cow. Yeah. Firing and firing an evaporator. And we loved like, you know, people that are wood fired are very like, all about wood fire. So it was hard for us to move to oil. Um, but a new wood fired arch, which we desperately needed would have been like 30 grand. Um, and we got this oil fired system for a fraction of that price. So it was just a good opportunity for us to make the switch. But you also, from just inhaling like fumes or whatever, Chase would feel like he was hung over the next day and you just felt miserable. Your throat was dry. You're dehydrated if you're not drinking enough. Um, so he's loved that he can get out of bed and actually feel like going to work. (laughs) Poor guy. Hope he got a raise this year or something. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Swap rate. Holy Um, cow. Another question that I got, um, wanted to know like how the grading system works, um, Mm -hmm. for syrup. They, they mentioned that there's a lot of grade A's. Um, is that kind of. I mean, does that, is that kind of like the dairy industry where you've got like grade A? So like most of what you see is going to be grade A because it's high quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, What they did is they, the system changed a while ago and um, everything sold 
on the retail market. They've been working on like kind of getting off flavor syrup, like not to be sold. Um, but um, yeah, so everything's considered grade A. And then you have like, you still have like your commercial syrup, which is um, some people mix it to make the flavor better. Um, we just stop for us, we stop producing when our syrup tastes different. And again, that happens at the end of the season. You're gonna start making your lighter syrup at the beginning of the season. And then as the weather pattern is changing, you're gonna start getting darker and darker and darker with your grades, so. Do you guys get like inspected on, you know, your sap house and stuff, or is it just? No, right now in New York, which we think that'll all change. We think it'll get a lot like dairy. Um, right now you don't, you don't get inspected. Um, I think some places might, if they have like big markets in like states that have maybe higher regulated stuff like California. Um, I know that they did move away from some like galvanized um, tanks and stuff because, you know, they were unsure of like lead solder or stuff like that. Um, so we've, you know, obviously changed out stuff to stainless steel, but um, yeah, we don't get inspected. And same with like when we make pure maple products, it doesn't necessarily have to be in like a licensed kitchen. As long as you're not adding ingredients, that's for New York state. I don't know if it's different, you know, from state to state, it might be more strict or less strict in other states. Do you have like a, I mean, a license to produce maple syrup then? Or like, you know, are you registered with this, with the state for it? Or are you just, we're, we're just part of the producers association, but, um, no, I mean, our business is a, a registered as a business, but that's about it. That's kind of nice. I guess enjoy mm -hmm. that while you can. <laughs> I know. No, we already know there is already writing on the wall. We see it coming. Um, and we've said all along, it'll get a lot like dairy. And I think price-wise too, same thing. You're starting to see a lot more big producers pop up, you know, people that are, you know, not, they're not corporations, but you know, they they have like a really good city job and they buy, you know, a place in the country and they're going to start like a huge maple operation. Um, people like that are popping up. And I think that, you know, obviously that'll affect the price, but the weather always matters too. Mm -hmm. So um, whether or not you make a lot of syrup that season will matter too, but yeah, it'll get like dairy. I'm sure. Fun. That's fun. Commodities are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is kind of for the people that haven't had like real maple syrup, what's the biggest difference between yours and what you buy just like at Walmart? Sure. So, um, so you mean like maple syrup at Walmart or like mm -hmm. pancake syrup? Oh, I guess I didn't know pancake syrup wasn't well, this, like, the you know, thick, there's, there's like, like the log syrup. cabin and yeah. Jemima's, you know, <laughs> um, so if it's 100% pure maple syrup, there's really no difference. There might be a difference in taste. Um, that's it. And um, if it's, you know, something like log cabin or um, corn syrup, the only ingredient in maple syrup is maple syrup. That's it. <laughs> I'm excited. So we, growing up, we did log cabin. I won't mm -hmm. lie. We did too. Um, <laughs> We did too. It's okay. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize, I don't, I guess I don't know how many people make syrup in Wisconsin, but I, 
I get, I never really saw it at the stores or anything, but I, not this last year, but the year before we got a huge jar of maple syrup, um, from somewhere up North. And so we've been working on that still. We, I don't know, we don't have syrup all that often, but it, like at first you're kind of like, oh, this is weird because you're not used to it. But yeah. now it's like, oh, this is so good. Like mm-hmm. it, it is like the flavor and stuff. So I'm excited to finish that. And then I'm buying some from you. And then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to see how it, you know, how it tastes. And <laughs> we've converted a lot of people because like I said, you know, flavor is very dependent on, you know, it's just different producer to producer. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really like maple syrup until I met Chase. Um, and now I love it. Like I can't have the other kind of syrup now. It's just, and my kids have never even had it. So it's kind of, you know, I'm in a spot where I can do that, but for some people it's just, you know, the price point's pretty rough, but, um, I know that I've talked to some people that are like, wow, I just never knew, you know, they used to scoff at the price until they realize like what goes into it. Mm -hmm. Like we have a window where we're just working around the clock, um, you know, trying to boil all this sap to make pure maple syrup. And I think people just didn't realize what goes into it. Well, and I'm sure it's probably a lot healthier for you than, you know, another one with all the added ingredients and stuff. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. I have a couple more questions. <sighs> this one's maybe easy. I don't, I don't know. Um, what is the weirdest thing you have ever put syrup on? The weirdest? I don't know. I mentioned that I put it in my spaghetti sauce and people were like, so grossed out, but I've always sweetened my spaghetti sauce with like a little sugar to take away the acidity. And I, yes. Okay. So I've put, now I'm thinking of buddy the elf again. (laughs) (laughs) I put it on my noodles. (laughs) Yeah, that was a that was one that like people lost their minds over. Like my friend is like a culinary chef and she was like, You what? And I was like, I do. <laughs> I might have to try that. <laughs> so do you use it kind of as like a an, a natural sweetener, like other people use honey? In, I do, in yeah. Things? Uh, yep. We use it. Um, I sweeten my coffee with it and I've like converted all my family to doing that. And um in my oatmeal, on my cereal. Um, I do like a balsamic reduction dressing where I use it and um, we use it on all kinds of like glazes for barbecue. We do everything with maple syrup. Cool. Yeah. That's I love awesome. maple syrup on like bacon and sausage, but then mm-hmm. like on my eggs and stuff. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, okay. When you're, this question doesn't make any sense to me. We'll just make it. Okay, I'm going to say how it's worded first, and then you guys can tell me. Maybe he was drunk. When you're cooking to, you get a bowl of ice cream and put fresh syrup on it to test it. I mean, yes, we brought ice cream to the... We brought ice cream to the sap house, but we don't use it in any kind of test other than to like feed ourselves. <laughs> that makes sense. It's just, so when you, when you test like your samples and stuff, you just take a sip of it and then you can tell, I mean, obviously yep. you wouldn't want to dilute out the flavor with anything else. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, we have equipment that's telling us it's that syrup, but you always like to try it to make sure that it's tasting good. Um, 
and we always double check stuff too, like with our, um, with the auto draw. So what we have to do is we have to change that number, um, that we're drawing off syrup at every day because the barometric pressure in the air will change. So mm -hmm. the temperature at which you're making syrup is going to change also. So we test everything with like an old school glass hydrometer as well. But yeah, we don't use ice cream to test syrup. Some people use the spoon test. Like if you're a, like I know a lot of backyard hobbyists, they'll dunk a spoon in the syrup. And if it looks like it coats the, the spoon a certain way, they consider it syrup. They don't use like any sort of hydrometer or anything that tells them it's at syrup. When you're selling syrup on the market, you need to be making sure that it's at syrup. It just, it's not gonna last as long if you mess that number up. Right. Because the, the shelf life of syrup is, if you keep it in the right spot, I mean, it'll last years. So does that kind of help you out too? Like, do you sell all of the syrup that you make over the next year or do you usually save some or like you're still able to sell it the next year if you've got some left over from the previous year? We, our goal is always to sell out of um, that syrup when we, like when we're starting to make a new crop and we, we pretty much do that every year. Um, we used to do like at the end of the season, we would do what we call bulking half our crop. So there's a big buyer up in New Hampshire and we would um, sell, you know, half our crop to him just in the barrel. And then we keep the rest for like our retail wholesale orders here at home. Um, and then we have a couple producer friends that sell syrup and maybe they don't make enough to fill their accounts for a full year. So they'll buy from us too. Um, but yeah, we always try to sell out of our syrup and not be selling um, previous year's syrup into the next year. Cool. So while we're on the topic, for people that are listening, where can they, can they get your syrup online? Yes. Um, we ship to all states and our website is our name, northroadsugarworks.com. And you've got more than just syrup for sale, right? Yes. Um, we make a couple of 100% pure maple products. So um, we sell the maple cream, uh, maple granulated sugar, maple candy. Um, our aunt who has that sap house um, in the same town, she makes like a really good mustard and she'll use our sugar when she makes the recipe. So we have her make that. And um, our state association puts out like a maple coffee and a maple tea. So we carry those as well. And then, you know, your traditional pancake and stuff like that. I want to try the maple coffee. That sounds good. Yeah. Is it like sweet? It's, it's not really sweet. It does. You can smell the maple like on the outside of the bag though. Like it's, it's so good. Oh. The best <laughs> iced coffee. Oh. <laughs> well, I learned a whole bunch about maple syrup. I, know, I have no like, idea. You I mean, and I've been watching your stories and stuff, but I don't think I realize like all the science mm -hmm. from making sap into the syrup. Cause like at first glance, you're like, okay, yeah, you tap the tree and then you get the sap and boom, you got syrup, <laughs> but there's so much that goes into it yeah. to get to that point. Right. It's a simple concept. You're boiling the water off your sap until like, you know, you concentrate that sugar to 66% to be, to be syrup. But then when you add on like the vacuum systems and your reverse osmosis and yeah, it can get pretty complicated. There's definitely a lot that's going into, you know, a modern day maple woods nowadays. 
That's awesome. Thank you for sharing all that with us. Yeah, yes. no problem. Thanks for having me. So before we let you go, Danielle, we're going to do kind of a rapid fire question air with you. Oh, also, <laughs> I heard a funny thing today that um, your son is obsessed with crustaceans. Oh, yeah. He is. We, I want to say, I don't know where it came from, but I think it came from the lady that babysits him. She had like this little, it's a scorpion, but he calls it a lobster because he doesn't know any better. It's got like a trigger on it and it like the claws move <laughs> and he just became like obsessed with it. And then it's like, now he loves crabs and now he loves lobsters and he's got to like take his paper lobster everywhere. It's in his <laughs> bed right now. He's sleeping with it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <ridiculous. awesome. laughs> I saw that today and I sent Danielle a message. And I was like, oh my gosh, don't let me forget to tell you my crustacean joke. And I've been trying to think about it all day long. So if I screwed up, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying here. Um, okay. What's the difference between a dirty bus stop and a lobster with breast implants? <laughs> uh no idea <laughs> one is a dusty bus station the other is a busty crustacean <laughs> uh, too bad i can't tell cash that joke yeah i'm sorry that's the uh joke i told my husband that made him want to marry me so that's <laughs> that's where we're at <laughs> Take notes, uh, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to win someone is over. A lucky man, I tell you what. Uh, anyway, um, so rapid fire. Sure. I had one kind of random question that we're gonna start with. Are cheese curds a thing in your neck of the woods? Are you familiar with a cheese curd? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you were in that. So do you prefer- I mean New York's pretty decent sized dairies? Yeah, come on, we're in the top five, right? still are we still in the top five I think we are oh, I, I would imagine you are yeah <laughs> we'll give you credit so do you prefer white cheddar curds or the yellow cheddar white do you have fried cheese curds out there or just a squeaky do you have culvers yeah, I, I like the state fair do you, I don't really I don't really like squeaky cheese curds I like my curds cold and I know you guys are gonna freak out and lose your minds no, I hate squeaky cheese too. Yeah, squeaky okay. freaks me out a bit. <laughs> Gives me a bellyache. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? Uh, green. Where is some place you would like to visit Scotland. in the world? Sorry. Scotland. Good choice. I like Scotland for all of their, what kind of, what brand of cows do they have? The Scottish Highlanders is probably oh, what yeah. you're thinking of. Yes. The fluffy ones. Yeah, they're so they're cute. cute. They are really cute. Um, what is your spirit animal? Do you have one? Oh my gosh. I don't know. A lobster? Probably a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say a badger. That's our state animal. So exactly. <laughs> Becca got it. <laughs> I stopped myself before I said it. You're welcome, Amber. You don't have to edit me out. Thank you. <laughs> Oop. Um, 
Do you watch March Madness? Mm. That's kind of a... No. I enjoy it. Um, I was filling out my bracket yesterday. <laughs> Poor Wisconsin. They're toast. I don't, <laughs> I don't have faith in them. But I do have faith in the Big Ten. I... Who do I have winning it all? I think I might have Michigan winning it all. I feel like I always pick Gonzaga to win it all just because <laughs> fun name. Your chances are pretty high. <laughs> and it's fun to say. So I Sorry, hear that you... was not a rapid fire question. Well, kind of. I hear you like the Kardashians, as we talked yep. about. Who yep. who is your favorite? Oh, geez. Mm. Gosh, they've all like, I feel like they've all changed. Probably Chloe. I Good feel like choice. she's always like, I feel like she's always the most real. I was going to say like the most normal personality. Yeah, definitely. And she's not afraid to call them all out when they're being like nuts, which is all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably Chloe. What is your guilty pleasure TV show? Probably Real Housewives. Do you have a favorite city? I mean, New Jersey's always entertaining. And I'm originally, I was born in Jersey, so. <laughs> Did I just, you watch Jersey Shore growing up? I didn't. No, not really. <laughs> Man, every Thursday night. I feel like, college. Becca, you would love that show. <laughs> T-shirt time. We, like, we would pregame to it every Thursday night before we went downtown. Because that's what you do in small town, Wisconsin. I know. When Amber asked me if I watched The Bachelor, I was like, no. And then I was thinking, like, I don't think I've ever watched. And I was like, oh, wait, I did watch The Flavor of Love with Flavor Flav. <laughs> I was like, that's like the only show that I've ever watched like that. <laughs> also in college. Right? Yeah. You do weird things in college. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You do. I don't think I've ever watched any of The Real Housewives. I haven't either. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Are they on, they're on like cable TV though? Um, I have Hulu and they're on Hulu. Oh, okay. I'll check them out sometime if I'm bored. Yeah. Now that the disaster of The Bachelor is over. Start with Jersey. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so last one because we're running out of time. Unless Becky, do you have another one? No. Okay. I'm just blabbering over here. Um. If you could choose to be in any TV show, past, present, which TV show would you like to be in? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Probably Grey's Anatomy. I know that's. Oh, probably I was gonna true. say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's that's an acceptable answer. The best show <laughs> in the world. It's a pretty good show. Okay, do you watch it, Amber? Um, not since like the first couple seasons. Oh, I gave wow. up on it a while ago. That's unfortunate. Well, I've seen like the commercials, whatever, that Meredith is still dying and I I don't understand what's happening. It's like, it's not as good as it used to be, but I've been watching it since like high school. So yeah, you're just, I'm just so invested. <laughs> it's a long investment. It is, right? Like, <laughs> as I, me subtly calling you old. I must have been, I don't know, like 15 or 16 when it started. Jesus. 
Well, what are we at? 17 seasons? Yeah, okay, we're done talking about this. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you, Danielle, for coming on tonight. And <laughs> tell the people one more time where they can find you and find your goodies at. Sure. So on um, Instagram, I'm at nrs.maple.farmgirl. And um, actually, I think our website's in the link in my bio, but northroadsugarworks.com and spell out the word road. Perfect. And I will put that in the description of the podcast thing. So if you guys missed it, I'll leave it in there. I think the pros call it the show notes. Okay. I'll leave it it in the podcast description thing down below. The the show notes. (laughs) She'll leave it in the show notes. Oh goodness. Anyway, uh, thanks again, Danielle, for hopping on tonight. And thank you, Becca, for not dying tonight too. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I think I muted myself every time I cough. So we should be good. I I think so. Yeah. Um, If you're not following us, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Forward Farming Podcast. Uh, Amber's personal Instagram is at Cranberry Chats and mine is at Farming with the Hillbies. So head over there if you're not following us yet. And maybe I'll put that in the podcast description thingy. The show notes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All righty guys. Well, we will. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.